Today is the 14th day of October, and welcome to the Coffee and Morning Prayers podcast. I invite you to pull up a chair, settle down with your favorite cup of coffee or tea, and join me in prayer. Now let us begin our day. Lord, open our lips, and your mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and it will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. The mercy of the Lord is everlasting. Come, let us adore him. Be joyful in the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness, and come before his presence with a song. Know this, the Lord himself is God. He himself has made us, and we are his. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving. Go into his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and call upon his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and his faithfulness endures from age to age. Psalms for the 14th day evening prayer, Psalm 73 and 74. Truly, God is good to Israel, to those who are pure of heart. But as for me, my feet are nearly slipped, and I have almost tripped and fallen, because I envied the proud and saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they suffer no pain, and their bodies are sleek and sound. In the misfortunes of others they have no share. They are not afflicted as others are. Therefore they wear their pride like a necklace and wrap their violence about them like a cloak. Their iniquity comes from gross minds and their hearts overflow with wicked thoughts. They scoff and speak maliciously. Out of their haughtiness they plan oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their evil speech runs through the world. And so the people turn to them and find them in no fault. They say, How should God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? So then, these are the wicked. Always at ease they increase their wealth. In vain have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence. I have been afflicted all day long and punished every morning. Had I gone on speaking this way, I should have betrayed the generation of your children. When I tried to understand these things, it was too hard for me until I entered the sanctuary of God and discerned the end of the wicked. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down in ruin. Oh, how suddenly do they come to destruction, come to an end and perish from terror. Like a dream when one awakens, O Lord, when you arise, you will make their image vanish. When my mind becomes embittered, I have solely wounded in my heart. I was stupid and had no understanding. I was like a brute beast in my presence. Yet I am always with you. You hold me by my right hand. You will guide me by your counsel, and afterwards receive me with glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And having you, I desire nothing upon earth. Though my flesh and my heart should waste away, 
God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Truly those who forsake you will perish. You destroy all who are unfaithful. But it is good for me to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge. I will speak of all your works in the gates of the city of Zion. O oh God, why have you utterly cast us off? Why is your wrath so hot against the sheep of your pasture? Remember your congregation that you purchased long ago, the tribe you redeemed to be your inheritance, the Mount Zion where you dwell. Turn your steps towards the endless ruins. The enemy has laid waste everything in your sanctuary. Your adversaries roared in your holy place. They set up their banners as tokens of victory. They were like men coming up with axes to a grove of trees. They broke down all your carved works with hatchets and hammers. They set fire to your holy place. They defied the dwelling place of your name and raised it to the ground. They said to themselves, let us destroy them altogether. They burned down all the meeting places of God in the land. There are no signs for us to see. There is no prophet left. There is not one among us who knows how long. How long, O God, will the adversary scoff? Will the enemy blaspheme your name forever? Why do you draw back your hand? Why is your right hand hidden in your bosom? Yet God is my king from ancient times, victorious in the midst of the earth. You divided the sea by your might and shattered the heads of the dragons upon the waters. You crushed the heads of the Leviathan and gave him to the people of the desert for food. You split open spring and torrent. You dried up ever-flowing rivers. Yours is the day, yours also the night. You established the moon and the sun. You fixed all the boundaries of the earth. You made both summer and winter. Remember, O Lord, how the enemy scoffed, how a foolish people despised your name. Do not hand over the life of your dove to wild beasts. Never forget the lives of your poor. Look upon your covenant. The dark places of the earth are haunt of violence. Let not the oppressed turn away ashamed. Let the poor and the needy praise your name. Arise, O God, maintain your cause. Remember how fools revile you all day long. Forget not the clamor of your adversaries, the unending tumult of those who rise up against you. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 28, beginning at the first verse. After we had reached safety, we then learned that the island was called Malta. The natives showed us unusual kindness. Since it had begun to rain and cold, they kindled a fire and welcomed all of us around it. Paul had gathered a bunch of brushwood and was putting it on the fire when a viper, driven out by the heat, fastened himself on his hand. When the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, This man must be a murderer. 
Though he had escaped from the sea, justice has not allowed him to live. He, however, shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. They were expecting him to swell up and to drop dead, but after they had waited a long time and saw that nothing unusual happened to him, they changed their mind and began to say that he was a god. Now in the neighborhood of that place were lands belonging to the leading man of the island named Plubius, who received us and entertained us hospitably for three days. It so happened that the father of Publius lay sick in bed with fever and uh, dysentery. Paul visited him and cured him by praying and putting his hands on him. After this happened, the rest of the people of the island who had been diseased also came and were cured. They bestowed many honors on us, and when they were about to sail, they put on board all the provisions that they needed. Three months later, we set sail on a ship and had wintered in the island on an Alexandrian ship and the twin brothers of the figurehead. We put in at Syracuse and stayed there for three days. Then we weighed anchor and came to Rubgum. After one day, there was a south wind sprang up, and on the second day, we came to Putani. There was never found believers who were invited to stay with them for seven days. And so we came to Rome. The believers from there, when they heard of us, came as far as the forum of Appius and three taverns to meet us. On seeing them, Paul thanked God and took courage. When we came into Rome, Paul was allowed to live by himself with the soldier who was guarding him. Glory to you, Lord God of our fathers. You are worthy of praise. Glory to you. Glory to you for the radiance of your holy name. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you in the splendor of your temple, on the throne of your majesty. Glory to you. Glory to you seated between the cherubim. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. Glory to you beholding the depths of in the high vault of heaven, glory to you. Glory to you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We will praise you and highly exalt you forever. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke, chapter 9, beginning at the 28th verse. About eight days after these things, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James, and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly, they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory in the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, this is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, 
Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent, and in those days told no one of any of these things that they had seen. Lord, you now have set your servant free to go in peace as you have promised. For these eyes of mine have seen the Savior, whom you have prepared for all the world to see, a light to enlighten the nations and the glory of your people Israel. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Today's reflection is taken from Mother Teresa in my own words, compiled by Jose Luis Gonzalez Balado, and shared with you by Betsy Fornowens. These include direct quotes, stories, and prayers on various topics that Mother Teresa used to strengthen and inspire the poor, the dying, the suffering, and the doubting during her lifetime, which remain relevant today. Today's topic, Mary, the Mother of God. Mary is our mother, the cause of our joy. Being a mother, I have never had difficulty in talking with Mary and feeling close to her. When the congregation of the Missionaries of Charity had just been established, we urgently needed a building for the congregation's mother house. To get it, I promised the Virgin to pray 85,000 memorares. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never has it known that anyone who fled to your protection implored your help or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my mother. To you I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. There were not too many of us yet. How were we going to take care of our debt? I came up with a solution to bring together all the children and the sick we were taking care of in Nimnil Herade and Shishu Bahaivan. I taught them the prayer, and we all promised to pray it. The building did not take long to become ours. Due to the celebration of the Holy Year in 1984, the Holy Father was celebrating Mass outside in St. Peter's Square, and there was a great crowd. A group of missionaries of charity was also there. Suddenly it started to rain. I told the sisters, let us pray a quick novena of memorare to Our Lady so it stops raining. While we were praying the second memorare, it started to rain even harder. While we prayed the third, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth, the seventh, and the eighth ones, the umbrellas started to close. By the time we finished the ninth prayer, the only open umbrellas were ours. We had worried so much about praying. 
we had not paid attention to the weather. It had stopped raining. Finally, I recommend praying these words to Mary. Mary, Mother of Jesus, and of those who participate in his priestly ministry, we come to you with the same attitude of children who come to their mother. We are no longer children, but adults who desire with all our hearts to be God's children. Our human condition is weak. That is why we come to ask for your motherly aid, so we are able to overcome our weakness. Pray for us so that we can, in turn, become people of prayer. We invoke your protection so that we may remain free from all sin. We invoke your love so that it may reign and we will be able to be compassionate and forgiving. We ask for your blessing so we can be like the image of your beloved Son, our Lord and Savior. Jesus Christ. Amen. So ends the reflection for this week. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary, and suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Save your people, O Lord, and bless your inheritance. Govern and uphold them now and always. Day by day we bless you. We praise your name forever. Lord, keep us from all sin today. Have mercy on us, Lord. Have mercy. Lord, show us your love and mercy, for we put our trust in you. In you, Lord, is our hope, and we shall never hope in vain. Almighty God, whose most dear Son went up not to joy, but first he suffered pain and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. 
Almighty and eternal God, so draw our hearts to you, so guide our minds, so fill our imaginations, so control our wills, that we may be wholly yours, utterly dedicated unto you. And then use us, we pray you, as you will, and always to your glory and the welfare of your people. Through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, you stretched out your arms of love on the hardwood of the cross that everyone might come within the reach of your saving embrace. So clothe us in your spirit that we, reaching forth your hands in love, may bring those who do not know you to the knowledge and love of you for the honor of your name. Amen. Accept, O Lord, our thanks and praise for all that you have done for us. We thank you for the splendor of the whole creation, for the beauty of this world, for the wonder of life, and for the mystery of love. We thank you for the blessing of family and friends and for the loving care which surrounds us on every side. We thank you for setting us at tasks which demand our best efforts and for leading us to accomplishments which satisfy and delight us. We thank you also for those disappointments and failures that lead us to acknowledge our dependence on you alone. Above all, we thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, for the truth of his word and for the example of his life, for his steadfast obedience by which he overcame temptation, for his dying through which he overcame death, and for his rising to life again, in which we are raised to the life of your eternal kingdom. Grant us the gift of your Spirit, that we may know Christ and make him known, and through him, at all times and in all places, may give thanks to you in all things. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Glory to God, whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to him from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>